you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. I certainly hope this is finding all of you well and serving our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, sitting next to me, 38 inches, 40 inches from me is Kevin Robb, R-A-U-B. Kevin's feeling pretty good about himself today uh, just because God has blessed him, and he's helping me feel good about myself. And Kevin, good morning to you. How's things going? Good morning to you, sir. Man, I'm doing great. God has really given me some great friends in the characters and given me a great place to live, place to stay, something great to do. Yeah, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Kevin travels the United States of America in a coach, in a camper coach, and he pulls behind him a little hybrid car, and and uh, he goes from town to town, place to place, base to base, serving God, just doing what God has for him, hooks him up with some pretty good people, and uh, pretty great people, actually. So we're going to give Kevin, you guys know the deal. You know we got the fourth grade riddle, so our fourth grader uh, can solve this riddle. So we're getting, now Kevin has taken... And he's went from uh, 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 being like, you know, 80% failure rate. And he's somewhere around 60% now by what I can tell. So, and I think he's got this one. What's loved by Noah and almost all meat eaters? Uh, Carnivores. Oh, what carnivore is loved? No, no. Meat eaters. I use the word carnivore in case Uh, my New England, New York, Boston accent messed you up. Um. So, so it's loved by Noah and almost all meat eaters. Um, mm. Three, two, one. Now, I was gonna, man, I was gonna say, I guarantee you, Kevin's gonna get this one. I am. I'm. I'm sorry, man. I'm What's sorry. loved by Noah and almost all meat eaters? Ham. Remember Noah had a son. Oh named Ham. my soul! Yeah, you know that's just a name you don't hear given any day. I did meet a young man that was called Ham, but it was not his legal name. It's just he was a Ham. So his parents started calling him a Ham at four years old, and I met him at forty-two. Everybody called him Ham, and I thought it was a joke at first. But then when the pastor got up and said Ham is singing to us, I realized his real name was Ham. I kind of felt bad for the guy, but I got to tell you, every time someone said Ham, in my mind, I'm going back to that country. Song salted ham that hangs in a bag you have to soak it in a cooler with water to get rid of some of that salt and you bake that up and you slice oh you slice it real thin you throw it in the frying pan with a couple eggs i want you to know just a little while ago i made kevin two sunny side up eggs uh, about a half pound of prime ribs some home fried potatoes uh he drank an unsweet iced tea put some steep we're eating good here this morning but now we got to do something about it and uh, we're gonna have to not eat like that for the rest of the day so we've been continuing on i want you to think about this uh we've been continuing on talking about the lord and what he's done in our lives and the life of christ and and how christ's life can affect us today and uh, the life that he has and how christ uh, who who lives in our hearts and our minds we serve this great god and and folks i think sometimes we forget who our god is remember that verse over there that uh, that verse and they feared exceedingly 441 and said one to another what manner of man is this and it hit me 
one day, it just came painfully clear to me when I read that verse one day, folks, that I didn't know who God was. If the disciples who are walking around earth with God Almighty, with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, don't get who God is, man, I am certainly don't, I'm not getting who God is. Remember, they, they feared exceedingly. They said, who is this guy? He just stilled the Sea of Galilee and uh, the Lake of Tiberias. Tiberius. He just, he just stilled it. That's the God we serve. And we're going to run into that here in a little while, but what a God we serve. So today we've been talking about every day we've been adding um, something to the mix or PTSD, so a typical PTSD thing or something like that. And today a characteristic of PTSD that really bugs us. And the one that comes to my mind, and you're going to see that in the verses here in a few minutes, is fear. Fear is real, folks. Fear is uh, what we deal with, what we, uh, I mean, fear, boy, uh, the Bible gives us a lot on fear. I'm going in a little different direction. I'll let Kevin bring up one of those regular type verses. I want you to look at Psalm 91, 1 through 7. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of yeah. the Almighty. When you prayer room saved on your knees, waking up on your face, having gratitude for God, even on your way to the restroom to get rid of last night's liter of water, I mean, you just got to have a gratitude for God. You got to find yourself on your knees. You got to be uh, seeking God's face. That's what that's talking about there, under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He is my fortress. My God in him will I trust. And Boy, we see that on our money in the United States of America, don't we? In God we trust. I, I think some of us have forgot about that in our nation, some of our national brethren here. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror at night, nor the arrow that flieth by day nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come to thee. So the Lord is saying to us, I got your back. No matter what happens on this earth, yeah. it's not going to happen to you. I got your back. So, so Kevin, here we are. We're looking. What, what do you think of when you think of fear? Boy, I think about Psalm 91 because this morning for my personal Bible reading, I read Psalm 91. And I'm telling you, I got help from God. I'm just as it's unreal that you just read this, brother, because this morning I just thought, Lord, you know, not getting any younger, we face things that are unseen. Do you know that the, the human body, they say, has cancer cells, but God really keeps them at bay. Of course, we can do what we can do, take some, you know, drink, you know, antioxidant tea or whatever. But, um, but really, our safety is of the Lord. And the hour that flieth by day, the stuff at night, um, 10,000 falling at the right hand, um, it says a little bit later on, I don't have it in front of me open, I've, I'm still in John 6, but the, um, the, the scripture says, because thou hast set thy love upon him, I will deliver him. And um, so he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High is the one who has set their love upon Jesus Christ. And again, we covered this yesterday, because a person sets their love on the Son of God, God the Father, who is God, like God the Son, God says, I will deliver you. So number one, deliverance is salvation. Number two, he delivers us 
even, you know, as we go through our struggles of life, because there's a lot of unseen, just junk that takes place. And the fear that you're describing there, and this is anti-fear scripture. This is fodder for anti, this is fodder against fear. Psalm 91 is... <laughs> that word fodder messed me up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta tell yeah. you. So I'm a child here. Anyway, go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. Yeah. So if I want to blast fear away... Um, let's, let's go to <laughs> Psalm 91 because a lot of fear is unknown. I've got things, you know, there are people listening. I'm saying, what's going to happen? What's going to happen with Biden? What's going to, what's, what's not going to happen with Biden? He's not going to think of him. He's going to give away national secrets. He's going to do this. You know, what's going to take place with the, you know, with, with, with everything uh, that we don't know. You know, and, and there's people that try to stay on top of it. I, I, I subscribe to five YouTube channels to keep track of the current events. What's the net result of that? The net result of that is there's a lot of stuff that we don't know. And so somewhere along the line, you have to say, Lord, I have set my love upon the Son of God. And if he doesn't deliver me, there's no hope. By the way, it's that way when when Reagan's president, it's that way when Biden's president. If George Washington was president, there's a whiskey rebellion brewing, you know, uh, no pun intended. But there's, there's uh, every reason that we can choose to fear or there's every reason we can choose to set our, our uh, love upon the Son of God and say, Lord, if I go down, I'm going to go down loving and trusting you. Yeah, we serve a great God. We got to trust him. And that's some good stuff right there. Sorry about laughing about the old fodder. It's just, it's fodder uh, and mutter. Yeah. Camp Granada. Uh, hello, mutter. <laughs> hello, fodder. Here I am from Camp Granada. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that there was a, so, so most of you don't get this, didn't listen to the AM gold of the 1970s. This is Wolfman Jack coming at you today. Anyway, folks, here we are. Yeah. Remember the Wolfman? Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to introduce <laughs> you to a great, great bunch of cats out of Massachusetts. Uh, one of them's from Vermont. Just great people that go to Aerosmith and they got some toys in the attic. Yeah. <laughs> It used to drive me crazy. I'd say, somebody now. shut off the radio, <laughs> man. The old Wolfman Jack. He looked he like a, it, man. Yeah. Oh, he looked like a wolf, too, man. You got to watch those wolves, you know. A wolf in sheep's clothing. But he yeah. was a wolf in wolf's... The guy even, you know, if you can be a wolf and be a human being, it'd be Wolfman Jack. Yeah. And, you know, here's the thing that what Kevin was just talking about and getting away from the mutter and fodder stuff at Granada. <laughs> it's our choice. We got this great God we can go to. That's just the bottom line, folks. And we're going to hop right back into the life of Christ right after we do what we have to do for our radio station. But we love you. And we love you, radio stations. Thanks for having us. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. Well, folks, thanks for hanging with us. Here we are in the life of Christ. We're trying to look at Christ's life and the things he did and the things he said and the things he brings to the table uh, for those of us who need to hear that. And 
Uh, I'm so glad we got to look at fear. Make sure you come back tomorrow. We're going to be talking about hypervigilance and and these Mm. characteristics of what we go through when we suffer from PTSD. And here we are in John 6, verse 16. And when even was now come, when evening had come, his disciples went down unto the sea and entered into a ship and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was dark, and Jesus was not come to them. And the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. And when they had rowed about five and twenty or thirty furlongs, they see Jesus walking on the sea and was drawing nigh unto the ship, and they were afraid. But he saith unto them, It is I, be not afraid. Then they willingly received him in the ship, and immediately the ship was at land whither they went. And isn't that the God we serve? You got these mm-hmm. disciples out to sea, and uh, here comes Jesus. And, you know, at this point, there's been a lot of miracles, but they hadn't seen Jesus walk on water yet. And uh, they just got scared to death. I, I don't know about you folks, but I'm thinking at this point, chapter 6, the book of John, there's a lot of stuff going on. I don't know how surprised I am at Jesus walking on the sea at this point. I'm surprised by the things Jesus isn't doing, to be honest with you. But again, these people didn't have Facebook, you know. They didn't have a Fox News daily update. They didn't have Newsmax. Uh, they didn't have Good Morning America. they just like, whoa. What's going on with that? And, you know, and, and more than him walking on water, I think, is the uh, what's going on. There's a storm out there, man. It's bad. There's this great wind. And in the middle of the crazy, wicked, messed up, freaked out, scary time, in the middle of all that, Kevin, in the middle of the waves beating on the ship, in the middle of all that, they turn around and they, whoa, there's Jesus. He's walking on water. What are you thinking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, how many times are the disciples going to go out onto the sea? And after a while, they're going to start thinking, here we go again, guys. The sea's gone, but I'll guarantee a storm's going to be out in the middle. Yeah. Because uh, the wind was contrary sometimes as they were rowing. It's crazy. But um, in fact, I have up a harmony of the Gospels, and that means that uh, this this passage is showing up also in uh, two other uh, two other scriptures and uh, I, I might as well scroll Matthew 14 and Mark chapter 6. So I can see it now at the top of the page. But uh, in this harmony, uh, you know, we see that in all these cases, there's fear. You know, be, be of good cheer as I be not afraid. They cried out for fear. And then Jesus said, be not af- afraid. In each of these cases, there was fear it was the same event, and it's recorded for us. But uh, it's it's a wonderful thing, Doug, when we go through our our times of fear, our season of fear, that he knows how to say, you know, he knows how to say, peace be still to the storm. He knows when it's time to do that. But in lieu of that and until that, he can still say to us, be not afraid. He can speak peace to us. And I'll tell you, Psalm 91, when you read that a few minutes ago, that just gave me peace. I just knew, for one thing, I had read it this morning for devotions, and so there was like two witnesses when you read that. Mm. And, um, you know, sometimes we all just need to have God show up and say, it's going to be all right. I notice what's happening. And uh, let me give you, you know, the psalmist said, show me a token for good. And we all need a token sometimes, you know, just that little, you know, that little gold coin stamped with the love of God that says, you know, I'm here. You set your love upon me. I will deliver thee. And that little token that says, 
you know, don't be afraid. So we can cash in on that and it's going to, you know, it's all going to work out fine. But what a wonder that when in our text that when Jesus showed up out on the sea walking and and spoke peace to them that they willingly received him into the ship. You know, th- there's a scripture that says, I think it's in the book of Psalms, the people shall be willing in the day of thy power. The people shall be willing. And then Paul said it this way, for it is God that worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And, you know, sometimes our faith is so small. I think it was, um, it might have been uh, Wilbur Chapman that said, Lord, I cannot say that I'm willing to do your will, but I'm willing to be made willing. And, you know, I'm, you know, the idea of willingness, when God shows up, when Jesus comes walking on the water, be willing to become willing because after a while, God may not show up if we just kind of say, I'm not going to believe. I'm not going to let you in the ship. He's not going to come where he's not allowed. He's a gentleman. He will not force his way there. Yeah. And, uh, boy, I want to be one that as soon as God shows up by reading Psalm 91 to me twice, I want to be one that says, Lord, I see the token. I accept the token. I willingly accept you into the ship. And guess what? The good thing is when we let him in, Hallelujah. We're immediately at the land whether he went. So basically, the cure for everything, get Jesus on board. Yeah, when somebody Jesus, go get Jesus. Yeah, when Jesus shows up, something's going to turn out better. And oftentimes, you're going to end up at the place where you've been struggling to go anyway. Yeah, somebody needs to go get Jesus. And, you know, so there were 25 or 30 furlongs. I was certain that Kevin was going to give this number because he's he's the supply sergeant of the group here. So I left it alone. But uh, he's always looking up numbers and harmonies and things of that nature. But and it's perfect. It works out well because I, I like to be the guy who's a little bit spaced out, you know. And uh, But anyway, so three to three and a half miles, they're rowing in a storm. Mm. Now, folks, you know, I mean, they're out there, and these folks are rowing this. You know, there's no wind going on. The wind would be contrary, something Kevin said. Sometimes our life is contrary to the Lord, and he has to Mm. send some wind. And so they're about three, three and a half miles away. And, you know, when you're rowing like that and you think you're a long way away, sometimes three or three and a half miles seems like 20 miles. As a guy who grew Mm. up on a lake and an ocean, let me tell you, man, I'm telling you right now, in the Atlantic Ocean, two months during the summer, we'd do the lake until it iced over. Rowing can be really hard. You had a terrible storm, and here comes Jesus. And and, uh, they were just filled with astonishment. Man, we've been rowing for, uh, you know, we have no idea how long, but a real long time. We've been fighting this storm. We've been doing all that, and here comes Jesus. And, uh, and, and, you know, and then God, as he does for us today, gives them reassurance. He said, hey, fellas, it's me. (laughs) It is I. Be not afraid. Whoa. They're like, it's God, it's Jesus, here he comes. I don't know about you guys, but man, if I lived around Jesus' time and I was a disciple, I'd think I was the coolest guy in the whole world getting to live with Jesus, mm. you know? It's like, hey, Doug cut his arm off, somebody go get Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here you go, you know, Doug True. started the Chevy and his hand got stuck in a bell and his two fingers of his, go get Jesus, you know? <laughs> It'll be all right. You know, today, we forget. I got, and I got issues, folks, all right? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be up front with 
with it. There, there's been issues that have permeated in my life for <laughs> uh, for six decades. But anyway, we're cruising along here, and this is what I'm saying. Sometimes we forget. We got this wonderful Lord and Savior, and in the midst, we start talking about fear, and mm. uh, we start talking about Psalm 91. It's so cool. Kevin doesn't know what I'm pulling up on my commentary. I don't know what he's pulling up on his. That's one of the great things here is God gives us this stuff. It just works together and what's going on in yeah. this day. But, folks, when those wings cover up that eaglet, you know, that little eaglet right there, it feels like I'm the safest bird in the whole wide world. Mm. I got mom and dad's wings covering mm. me up. I'm, I'm cool. And if I fall out of this nest, hey, my mom... She can fly like 100 miles an yeah. hour, you know. She's got me before I hit the ground. And uh, she's going to scoop me up. She's going to feed me. She's going to take care of me. We have that God, folks. So somewhere today, you know, I know it's a Thursday. Thursdays can be bad days. Thursdays, for me, sometimes Thursdays is Chick-fil-A day. Praise God. But um, sometimes I'll say, it's Thursday. I'm going to Chick-fil-A. But do something cool. Trust God. And more than anything else, wake up in the morning and show gratitude for him and give him your day. Give him your heart. Give him your life. He won't let you down. He's going to cover you up with his wings. We sure do love you. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.